Come on in, everyone. I don't know what has happened. Come on, today is part two. Come on, today is Y'all come on in. So I'm sure y'all can hear the background noise <laughs> that's in the back, which is fine because y'all know I just it just goes on to prove my point that was that my point was made on uh, the other day and um, let's see y'all come on. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Janice. Good to see you all. Hey, people in the back. Right, Rachel. Right. Like, it's just one of them days. So we just, you know, we just go on in Jesus' name, right? <laughs> Hold on a second, y'all. Hold on. So I need to, y'all go ahead, share this to your pages. Share, share, share. And um, I'm taking this time to share as well. I think what happens is, um, I think what happens is we um, we um, it's not no, it's not Bishop. He's at work. <laughs> He's at work. It's not Bishop. But um, today is part two, and we're dealing with how are you building God's house. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Yesterday, it was so good, and I could not walk through this thing literally um, and give you everything that, you know, God had given to me. But it was it was really good. And so... Um, we're on First Kings, chapter nine, and we're finishing up chapter nine. We're finishing up chapter nine. Now I went over First um, Kings chapter nine, and um, I, I went over Jeremiah seventeen, and I was getting to John fourteen. So I'm going to finish. I'm going to start at John fourteen, but I'm going to read back over. Um, first Kings chapter nine, one through nine, because I want to read back over that so that you can all understand, because I gave y'all second Chronicles seven um, verses 11 through um, what was that I didn't read just 14, but I gave y'all I read all of that. And basically it was saying the same thing in second Chronicles chapter seven, 11 through um, 22. And basically this was the Lord's promise to Solomon. 
And in chapter 9 in 1 Kings, it says it's the covenant with Solomon. And so what I wanted you all to understand is how are you building God's house? Because when you are building God's house, you are building a covenant with him. He has a covenant with you. He's making promises with you. He's telling you, if you do this, then I will do this. It's just like in the beginning. And I want to say it's in chapter eight. Um, I believe it was. Yes. Was it in, was it in chapter eight when he said um, yes? And chapter eight and first Kings chapter eight. Um, it said here that when heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray towards this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou afflicted them, right? So Solomon is praying this prayer to God to remind God that when they repent and when they come back to you and when they confess their sins and their faults and they, and they you know, put your name back where it needs to be and they, they bring themselves back to you. He says, I need you to um, forgive them. He said here, he said, and when you hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants and of your people Israel, that you teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. And so we have to understand that there's nothing that God won't do for us when we walk in his commandments, when we walk in his ways, when we walk in his statutes, when we walk and obey his word. So we have to understand that when God is making a covenant with us, we also have to make a covenant with him. Do not go out on that porch. Y'all go and put some clothes on. Serena. And so, you know, we have to understand. So, so, so let me say this. Jacob is back home. <laughs> Jacob is back home. Serena is back home. So, you know, my lives are at 12 noon. So trying to get them to stay in a place is going to be a struggle for me. And plus, Aja, uh, Minister Laquanda's granddaughter, she's here with us um, for these few days as well um and so so serena would have somebody to play with and so it gives something for aja to do as well and so my prayer is that i can get through this with no distractions that's my prayer that's my prayer my prayer is that i get to this with no distractions but god has a way of showing you <laughs> um what it is and, and how it should be right um that's a little inside that's a little insider right there and so, um, so let me, uh, while y'all, I was saying all that, so y'all can continue to prepare to share, prepare to share. So I need to as well, um, share this to where, where it needs to be as well so that I can cool go on. So, so y'all give me a minute. Y'all give me a minute, give me a minute so that I can share this where it needs to go, right? Because I got, I have received prayer on this morning. And um, if you were, if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know how to stay prayed up, 
when the enemy comes in like a flood, it will literally feel like it's about to take your whole life. It will literally feel like it's about to take you out. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't... I don't understand, um, you know, so, um, but y'all share this though, share this to your pages, um, and everything, and just share it, somebody on your page, we don't share the same people, hey, Deacon Ravazee, how are you doing this morning, I pray that I say something that's going to encourage you, and why, if you want, as long as you stay on, continue to pray for me, amen, while you're on, that I will continue to walk this thing through because, listen, I'm telling you, I'm taking a breather, like I'm, I'm taking a moment, like I'm telling y'all, if you all don't know how to recognize Satan, you will always be captive to his devices. You will always be captive to his manipulation. You will always be captive to hit to the things that he does or says or whatever the case may be we have to make sure that we we know how to stand in the midst of our adversity that we will know how to stand in the midst of our adversary that we will know how to stand in the midst of distractions that we will know how to stand in the midst of chaos that we will know how to stand. When we've said all we can say, when we've done all we can do, what we can do, and there's nothing else that we can say, there's nothing else we can do, we got to learn how to just stand and be quiet. Literally, we've got to learn how to stand and just be quiet. Nothing more, nothing less. Because that dang on devil. It's something else, but he's doing his job and we got to learn how to do our job just like that, just like that. Amen. So continue to pray for me. Continue to um, just continue, literally just continue because y'all this thing right here. Jesus, yes, 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 can be a doozy when you um, are really trying, when you are really, really trying. Hey, Mother Holloway, good to see you on here as well. And once again, I'm praying that, um, I'm praying that y'all are able to receive what you all need to receive. Amen. So yesterday we did part one of how are you building god's house and we came from first kings chapter 9 1 through 9 and i'll re i will reread that again as we finish up the last part of this and then of course on monday we'll finish out nine on on, on verses 10 through um 28 and if not, we'll just go ahead and start in chapter 10. But I haven't decided that yet. So, Lord God, I thank you on today. God, I thank you for 
my life, my health, and my strength. Lord God, I thank you for those who are watching. I thank you for those who are listening. I thank you for those who are watching publicly, Lord God. And I thank you for those who are watching privately, Lord God. God, I thank you, Lord God, for being the God that you are. I thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. I thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. I thank you for being God all by yourself. I thank you for being the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. God, I just thank you for being who you are in my life. God, sometimes I'll never understand why things are the way that they are. God, I will never understand why people are the way that they are. But God, I know your word tells us in Proverbs chapter three, five through seven, that we are to acknowledge you. We are to trust you. We are to lean and depend on you. So God, I just want to thank you for everything that I don't understand. I know that you're not the author of confusion. I know that you are not the, the God of disorder. And I know that you are a God of order, but God, I want to thank you. I love you. I bless your name. I glorify you. And in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I, I pray. Amen. All right. I wasn't froze. I had to put my thing on mute. All right. So yesterday we talked about, um, will you still remain faithful? How are you building God's house? How your, your, your house, I'm talking about your natural house. Amen. I will, I will differentiate if I'm talking about your natural house or your physical house, or God's house. But in I, but either way, we have to understand that it's been said to us, it's been said to them in old time, and it's still saying to us today in this new time that we got to obey God's word. We got to obey his commands. We got to walk in his statutes. We got to walk in his ways. We got to know his judgments. We got to know that holiness is still right. We got to know that righteousness is still real. We got to know that good. We got to recognize the good from the bad. We got to recognize right and wrong because it was Isaiah who told us that people will see things right as good and good is right, or they'll see right as wrong and wrong is right. And that is not the case. It, it just isn't. And so what happens is people no longer respect people. People no longer respect boundaries. People no longer respect space. People no longer respect um, people, place, or things. Respect is just not given like it was before. But as you're building your own house, as you're building God's house, as you're building in your life, as you're building your marriage, as you're building your children, you got to understand that division sometimes will start in your house. I got to say that again. You have to understand that in your house, there may be some division. Why? Because everybody doesn't agree the same thing with you, with what you agree with. Everybody doesn't understand. Everybody doesn't get. Everybody doesn't know. They don't. They they may not teach the way that you teach. They may not give the way that you give. They may not say things the way that you say things. They may not um, teach their children the way that you taught your children. Their marriage may not be like your marriage. That's what brings division in the house. That's how a house can be divided. And when a house is divided, it cannot stand. Can I say that again? When a house is divided, 
it cannot stand. It can't. And so that's where you have the disrespect. That's where you have the discouragement. That's where you have the shutdowns. That's where you have the breakdowns. That's where you have all of this stuff that is taking place. But when you are building God's house, you have to build it with faithfulness. You have to build it with commitment. You have to build it with, with, um, with righteousness. You still have to build it regardless of how the people act, regardless of how the children act, regardless of what people see in you or they don't see in you. This is what is understood because when there's division in the house, when you're teaching one thing and then somebody is teaching another thing, you may tell this person no, and then they'll turn around. Another person may tell them, yes, that's division. That's, that's people not walking in the same order, in the same way, with the same purpose, because you have people that say I'm grown, but they're not acting mature in their grownness. They're, they're not respecting. They're not understanding. They're not doing. And so when we're looking at, and listen, I know where I am and I'm trying to help you. This is Bible study. This is Bible study brunch, sounding the alarm. Things that you know you need to express. Things that you've been taught you need to express. Things that's, that's been shown to you, you have to express. You have to sound the alarm. And you're going to have to say, well, because I'm not doing it your way, does it make the right way? And you are correct. But when you have a mature mind where you're not thinking carnally and you're having a spirit and you're spiritually minded, then it's, uh, it's about respect, not about what you believe or what you don't believe. What, it's not about what you agree with and what you don't agree with. It's not about what you believe in and what you don't believe in. We are losing respect. We are we're losing respect in our house. We're losing respect in our natural house. We're losing respect in our physical house. We're losing respect in God's house. People are just not respecting like they used to. And when you're walking in God's ways, you're going to respect. When you are obeying commandments, you're going to respect. When you are seeing God's judgments, you're going to respect. Because it's God that says, I will establish the throne of your kingdom upon Israel for, forever. What is a kingdom? Good afternoon, evangelist kid. What is what is a kingdom? Let's let's, let's let's look at what a kingdom is. Let me let me go to Webster. A kingdom is a noun, right? So a kingdom is the realm in which God's will is fulfilled. It's also a realm or region in which something is dominant. It's also an area or, or a sphere in which one holds a preeminent position. Lord have mercy. And so what we have to understand is it also says that a kingdom is a politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarchical form of government headed by a king or a queen. And y'all have all heard people say, you can't have two kings in one house. You've heard people say, you can't have two queens in one house. But you can if the other is respecting the other. You can 
if there are rules and regulations that are in place you can if there's the love of christ the love of god of compassion in your house your natural house your physical house or god's house it's about respect lord have mercy this is not in my notes but you have to understand that there is the sound there is i'm sorry there is a sound there is a sound that we must make there is a sound that we must bring there is a sound that we must sound the alarm so in verse 10 in first kings 9 and 10 it says and it came to pass at the end of 20 years when solomon had built the two houses the house of the lord and the king's house so you not only have to build god's house but you must build your house you must build your you must build build your natural house and you also must build your physical house you have to build god's house god owns your house god owns your natural house god owns your physical house and god owns his own house so how do you how do you build on your territory how do you build on god's territory and i and i said that just like i said that can y'all give me a second can y'all just give All right, so here we are, and we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and continue to, to walk this through, and we're going to go to Luke. I'm sorry, not Luke. It's John. We're gonna go to John. We're gonna go to John 14, and John 14, and we're gonna read at the 13th verse. And I read a little bit of this yesterday, and my prayer is that y'all really understand what this saying. Good morning, good afternoon, artists it's good to see you on here so it's like hey sister lashandra it's good to see you on here as well so listen to what john and i gave what well, i gave this yesterday so i didn't do it today but yesterday in the live in the beginning i wrote down the scriptures that i was coming from um on yesterday and this is part two so if you were on yesterday and you had those scriptures if you weren't you know i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and read them so and i'll go ahead and put them in here so the scripture that um i'm going to do is john 14 and it's 13 through um 21 okay and then i gave you second chronicles and i hope y'all go back and study these scriptures because it's really going to bless you i promise you it will it will really really bless you and so i'm going to go ahead and put these scriptures in here so that y'all can go and read them on your own leisure time but I'm, and I, if I have time, I'll go back over Jeremiah so that you will get a better understanding of um, where he was as well. So um, five through 18. All right, there we go. So these are just a few, oh, wait a minute, there's one more, Matthew. So once I put these in here, seriously, y'all go and y'all read y'all read these amen so matthew 7 24 through 29 
All right. So I've given you those scriptures so that you will have them. And my prayer is that you will really understand. But like, like I said, share this to your pages. Somebody on your page may be able, may be encouraged by what is saying on today. Sometimes the message is just not for us, but it's for others as well. Not only that, if you're having conversation with your family members or you're having conversation with your friends, and I may say something that may spark, even like, oh my God, let me share this to my page so that I can just can be confirmation or just what or just do it out of support. Amen. Just do it out of support. So John 14, starting at the 13th verse, and listen, listen what Jesus said. Listen what listen what listen what Jesus said. Jesus said in John 14. Starting at the 13th verse, I'm going to start at the 12th verse. He said, Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. 17 says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knoweth him but you know him, you know him. I, I listen, I'm gonna put that here. I'm gonna write, y'all can follow me. Like, right, I know him, I know him, I know him. Hey, Alan, this, 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 follow after me. I know him. Jesus says, you know him, you know him, you know him, for he dwelleth in you. And when God dwells in you, you should know him. When God dwelleth in you, you shall know him and he shall be in you. If God is dwelling in you, no. If you know God, he's going to dwell in you. Lord, help me, Jesus. If you know God, he's going to dwell in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and i will love him and i and will manifest myself to him this is what you have to understand lord help me jesus the spirit will be the listen the, just like the spirit was beside the disciples side just like the spirit was beside the apostles just like the spirit was beside and in jesus the spirit of God will dwell in you. The spirit of God will be with you. The spirit of God will walk with you. The spirit of God will be behind you. The spirit of God will be in front of you. The spirit of God will be next to you. When you know him, 
he will dwell in you and his word will abide in you. Lord have mercy, but you got to keep his commandments. You got to walk in his ways. You got to love him because he loves you regardless of where you are, regardless of what you were doing, regardless of what is taking place. God loves you. He hates the things that you do. He only hates the things that you do. He only hates the things that you say. He hates your bad behavior. He hates your ungodly ways, but he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. When you think that he's not hearing you, he's hearing you. But what are you releasing for him to answer you? Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Hello, Pastor Brown. So what you have to understand is this. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. Because he is the spirit of Jesus, who is the truth. As such, he testifies to the truth. He enlightens concerning the truth, exposes untruth, and guides the believer into all truth. And those who are willing to sacrifice truth for the sake of unity, for those who are willing to sacrifice truth for the sake of love, or the sake of any other truth for the sake of unity, or any other reason, deny the spirit of truth whom they claim, who they claim lives in them. You can't claim that God lives in you and you are a liar. You can't claim that God lives in you and you are a manipulator. You can't claim that the spirit of the truth is in you when you are bad, when you are ungodly, when you are hypocritical. You cannot say or you cannot keep saying. You cannot keep saying you cannot keep saying that god is in me and your spirit is not right your spirit is ungodly you're walking in evilness you have in wicked ways you can't say that you're walking in truth you can't say that jesus lives in you you can't say that god the father is in you when you're not walking in truth when you're not living in truth when you don't have truth the unity of the spirit of truth will shine through you, will come through you, will be in you. That is what you have to understand. And so what happens is the, the, the um, what happens is the church that abandons the truth abandons its Lord. The Holy Spirit will not be the counselor of those who are indifferent to the faith or half-hearted in their commitment to the truth he comes only to those who worship the lord in spirit and in truth as it's stated in john 4 and 24. let's look at that john 4 and 24 god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth because Jesus Christ is the truth. To live in union with Christ requires speaking the truth. 
to claim to have fellowship with Christ and to possess salvation, yet not to live and speak according to the truth is to be deceived. And those who have no truth in them show the real condition of their heart. Without truth, we remain in deception. Without truth, we remain in darkness. And this or outside of the kingdom of heaven. There will be no liars in heaven. There will be no liars. Let me thank you, Holy Spirit. Revelation 21 and 8. Let me let me read that to you all. Revelation 21 and 8. Let me go back up to 7. Revelation. Put that in my notes. Lord help me, Jesus. Let me put that in, in, in here in the in the comment. Revelation 21, 7 and 8. Let me just read 7 and 8. Y'all need to read Revelations all together anyway. But Revelations 21, 7 and 8 says, And he said unto me, What is the Spirit of the Lord saying to you? What is the Spirit of the Lord saying to you? And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end i will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely he that overcometh shall inherit all things and i will be his god i, I just read to you revelations 21 6 7 and 8. 7 says he that overcometh shall inherit all things and i will be his god and he shall be my son he said but the fearful unbelieving and the abominable and murderer and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is what the second death that is what you have to understand that is the second death listen god himself declares who will inherit the blessings of the new heaven and the new earth those who faithfully persevere in christ's overcomers those who do not overcome satan don't overcome sin and those who don't un uh, overcome ungodliness will be thrown into the fiery lake god mentioned several classes of people whose place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur the fearful are those who fear the disapproval and threat of people more than they value loyalty to christ and the truth of his word their personal safety and status on earth means more to them than faithfulness to god the fearful include the compromisers among god's people who give up the fight and do not conquer word do listen word study two the unbelieving include former believers and christ who because of unbelief and disobedience were overcome by 
various sins, such as those listed here, to profess Christ and then practice such evil is an abomination to God. My God. To profess Christ and practice such evil is an abomination to God. Lord, I, I, I need, you know what? I want to stay right there, but I, but I can't. I can't stay right there. Let me move forward. Many churches today proclaim that it is possible for a person to be simultaneously a true child of God and an immoral person, meaning liar, adulterer, homosexual, or murderer. Such people contradict God's clear words here and elsewhere. You have to understand, if you say you belong to God, build God's house. If you say that, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, build God's house. If you say you worship God in spirit and in truth, build God's house. If you say that you stand for holiness and you stand for righteousness, build God's house. If you say that you're not a compromiser and you're going to believe in God's word and you're going to have faith and you're committed, then build God's house. If you, if you are married and you're not committing adultery, you're building God's house. But if you say that you are married and you're committing adultery, you're not building God's house. If you're married and you're faithful in your marriage, continue to build God's house. I can't say that enough. Too many marriages are being deceived. Too many marriages is allowing God to bring deception. Too many marriages are being manipulated. Too many marriages are falling by the wayside. Too many Christian marriages are being taken out by Satan himself because you're being deceived. You are being deceived. You're no longer walking through the word of God. You're sleeping through the world of man. Can I say that again? You are no longer walking through the word of God. You are now sleeping through the world of man. I got to say that one more time. You are no longer walking through the word of God. You are now sleeping through the world of man because you are deceived. I didn't say it. Galatians said it. Galatians chapter 6 said it. Galatians chapter 6 said right here. In Galatians 6 and 3, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Lord have mercy. Galatians six and three another scripture i'm going to give you that wasn't even in my notes first john first john one first john one let me just put here first john one one through ten no Five through ten. Yeah. Five through ten. First John, five through ten. 
This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto him that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Just like that just like that so what we have to understand is we have to understand literally we have to understand that the holy spirit now lives with us and christ promises us that in the future he will be in us the promise of the indwelling of the holy spirit was fulfilled after christ's resurrection when he breathed on us and said to us receive you the holy ghost receive you the holy ghost for for you have to understand jesus reveals himself to the obedient believer through the holy spirit who makes known the personal presence of Jesus in and with the one who loves him. The spirit makes us aware of the nearness of Jesus and the reality of his love, his blessing and his help. This is one of the spirit's primary tasks. The fact that Christ comes to us through the spirit should cause us to respond in love, should cause us to respond in worship should cause us to respond in devotion how are we responding while building god's house how are we receiving by building god's house how are we accepting while building god's house we need his spirit to build our house to build god's house to build our marriage to build our husband to build our wife to build our children to build the people that are around us to build the congregation to build our finances to build our love to build our compassion to build the help that we need we need the holy spirit we need the comfort that he has sent to us. So when we're having a bad day, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. When things are not going right, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. When we're, when we're, when we're depressed, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. When adversity hits, the Holy Spirit will comfort us. How are you building God's house? So listen, going to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word. 
Lord God, thank you for your word. Lord God, thank you for your word. Lord God, thank you for your help. Thank you for your guidance. Lord God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, 21, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Because you have to understand is that the saved do God. If you're saved, you're going to do God's will. If you're a Christian, you're going to do God's will. If you're an apostle, you're going to do God's will. If you're a bishop, you're going to do God's will. If you're an evangelist, you're going to do God's will. If you're a prophet, you're going to do God's will. If you're a prophetess, you're going to do God's will. If you are uh, um, a believer, you're going to do God's will. You will do God's will when you are saved and receive salvation of the Lord. Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me. Matthew chapter 7. And I want to read at starting at the 24th verse. And I want you to hear the wise builder and the foolish builder. So you must ask, ask yourself, listen, take it, make it personal. M I A wise builder or M I a foolish builder. That's a question you have to ask yourself. Am I a wise builder or a foolish builder? That's a question you have to ask. Am I a wise builder or am I a foolish builder? So Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 29 reads this. Therefore, Jesus said, therefore, whosoever continues to hear these sayings of mine and continues to do them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock and the rain descendeth and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that continues to hear these sayings of mine and continue to do them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Are you building right? What are you building on? And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. 28 says, and it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. That means he was just not talking. I mean, no, he was just not teaching them because he knew word. He was teaching them because he had the authority to give the word. I'm going to let that settle in a minute. But listen, let, let me say this. Hold on. 
listen let me say this let me say this lord help me lord help me lord 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 jesus 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 can you listen i know god i know god and i know he hear my prayers and i know he hears my heart and i know i have favor <laughs> i know god has favor on my whole life on my whole soul but i, I need you listen i'm building god's house i'm building god's house naturally physically and spiritually listen listen to this i preached a message i can you respond to her telling her about the stuff you can tell her she but can you respond to her please um because she called twice and then she said so I'm, can you do that i want her to think that i'm ignoring her we're not going we're not we're not going to do it that's what i'm saying i was supposed to take you to the beach okay well that's fine you can tell her we had we learned that other plants okay so <laughs> I, I do i know and we can always do sunday what we can always go sunday to the to the beach and so um after service and so um <laughs> okay all right so listen so just know that god anytime god is a god of order amen and so as you can see god will work some things out but god will also turn it into your own favor because at the end of the day we're building god's house and god won't allow you to be tossed into like you're just some raggedy doll that's that's just been thrown tossed into that 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 doesn't that doesn't work it, it just doesn't because when god when god speaks and i had told i had told let me say this i had told minister laquanda today early this morning when they don't respond god said when they don't respond i've i have already because i already have that's what the lord spoke to me in prayer this morning when they don't respond i already have and that is what you have to depend on you have to depend on god you have to trust him you have to lean on him and this is how he made the covenant with solomon this is literally how he made the covenant with solomon because we got to be wise builders thank you we got to be wise builders we can't be foolish builders we can't be unstable we can't be double-minded we can't be tossed to and fro when we are god's builders we have we have to build first a solid foundation lord help me jesus 
We got to build a solid foundation when you are a wise builder and you are building God's house. When you are building God's house. I preached a message and I was saying this a little, little minute ago. I'm going to make this real quick. I preached this sermon, The Three Little Pigs and a Big Bad Wolf. And y'all all know the story of the three little pigs. One pig, ma'am, it's real short. One pig made a house of straw. And the big bad wolf came and he huffed and he puffed and he blew it down. So that pig ran to the next little piggy's house. He ran to his neighbor's house who made a, who made a house out of sand. So I'm saying sand because the word said sand. So he built a house out of sand. And the big bad wolf came and he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed and he blew that house down. And so those two little pigs went to their neighbor's house, third little pig. The third little pig, the third little pig, he built his house out of brick and cement, a foundation. And the big bad wolf came and he huffed and he puffed and he blew and he huffed and he puffed and he blew and he huffed and he puffed and he blew and he could not blow that house down because that's the foundation of god it's built by god god's name is on that house and they were in safety that nothing and no one could come through and tear down their house nothing shall separate you from the love of god Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Paul said it in Romans. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, and I believe it, it starts at the 30, the 31st verse. Listen. Romans 8, let me write that in here. Romans 8, 31. And I want to read down, I'm going to read down to, I'm going to read down to 39. I'm going to read down to 39. Listen, I ain't got nowhere to go today, so I'm going to walk this thing through. It's Friday. I ain't got nothing to do. But I'm going to do God's word. I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. So I'm going to walk this thing. I'm going to work I'm gonna work and walk this thing today. Those of you who are still on here, I appreciate you. Those who got to go, come back and watch the replay. But I'm going to give you this sounding the alarm today. We're going to learn how to build God's house today. Romans 8, 31, 39. Just like the third little pig built that brick house, this is how you got to build God's house. This is how you got to build God's house. You got to be a wise builder. And oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. Just because the first pig bought his house out of straw, it doesn't mean that he wasn't wise. He was wise enough to build it out of straw, but he wasn't wide enough, wise enough to build it to where he could say, I got to build it to where I can't let nothing tear me down. I can't, I can't let nothing bring it down. I can't let nothing take me down. So sometimes it's not that you're not wise, but sometimes you need wise instructions. Sometimes you need wise um, teaching. So I'm not calling everybody a fool. 
but the Bible said Jesus actually Jesus said it. You can read it for yourself. So listen, Romans 8, starting at the 31st, the 31st verse. And this is how the spirit communicates God's love. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? No matter how hard that wolf blew, no matter how hard that wolf tried, he could not knock that house down. He could not get inside and take the three little pigs. Eventually, the enemy got to get tired and go on about his way. Because when you take a stand on the foundation, when you take a stand on the solid foundation, nothing and no one can come against you. Because when, what shall we then, when, if we say God is for us, who can come against us? No one, no one, no one can come against us. No one, no one at all. No one can come against us. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they say. I don't care how they say it. I don't care what they do to you. I don't care how they treat you. I don't, they can't touch you. They can't touch you. The enemy can't touch you. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. It's going to form, but it will not prosper. You can find that in Isaiah 54 and 17. Listen, 32 says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who's, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Paul said, you say, I say, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Period. So if anyone fails in his or her spiritual life, it will neither be from a lack of divine grace, and love nor from external force or overwhelming adversity but from their own neglect to remain in christ jesus only in christ jesus is the love of god revealed and only in him do we experience it only as we remained in christ jesus as our lord can we have the certainty that we will never be separated from the love of God. Nobody should separate you from the love of God. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. 
what you have to understand is this. We've been bought with a price. We have been bought with a price. We have been bought with a price. Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. We have been bought. We have been bought with the price. And what you all have to understand is sometimes things will just be things. Places will just be places. People will just be people. But will you still remain faithful to Jesus Christ? Will you still remain faithful to the word of God? Will you still remain faithful to God's word? And if you can answer those questions and say yes, then that's how you build God's house. You build God's house on the solid foundation of love. You build God's house on the solid foundation of compassion. You build God's house on the solid foundation of God's word, his instructions. His obedience. That's how you build God's house. That's how you fix that. That that's that's how you do that. Okay. Okay. Hold on. That thing is getting on my nerves. Okay. So that's how you do that. Something was stuck to my lip. So that's that's how you do that. So this last scripture that I want to give to you. Um. Well, no. I have three more scriptures. So. Let me put let me put this in here. Hold on. Let me put this in here. Um, Revelation two and five and Second Timothy. Yeah, there was a lot of scriptures in this one because this one right here, um, we have to really understand. God made a covenant with Solomon, and Solomon was faith, faithful. For those first 20 years. But within those 20 years, he was still marrying women that were not serving his God. But God still turned around and was like, I'm telling you, and I'm giving you instruction, and I'm reminding you that I will be with you as I was with your father. That I will be right here. I will do this right here. I will make some promises. I will give you these promises. I will bring these promises to pass. But you, you, you're, you're, you're heading down the wrong path. You're making some wrong choices. I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to bring it back to your memory. I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand. I'm trying to give you some grace. But you're, but I, I'm trying to give you some grace while you're in this race. And I know you're trying to make it to the finish line. But you hit, but you stumbling over these uh, hurdles. You're stumbling. I, I need you now. I, I need. I, I need you. This is where I need you to be. You're about to lose my covenant. You you about to lose some stuff. And I know you are. You know I, I created you. I get that. 
but I'm, I'm trying to put some things in your way to get you to see me look past your situation and see me look past your circumstances and see me look past your finances and see me look past your husband and see me look past your wife and see me look past your children and see me look past the adversity and see me look past your adversary and see me look past the neighbor and see me look past the person that's cutting you off on the interstate and see me i need you to see me beyond where you are right now because you're 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 turning you're changing you're shifting and i get it you're struggling you're hurt you've been betrayed by by your enemy but i i've been trying to help you i've been trying to get you to understand so i'm just saying so when you look at um so when you look at uh Give y'all these extra scriptures. All right. So, are you a wise builder? Or are you a foolish builder? Are you the one that's building with a straw? Are you the one that's building with sand? Or are you the one that's building with bricks? Are you the one that's building with a solid foundation? Are you the one that's building with God? Are you the one that's heeding to the instructions that is given to you? So, um, Revelations 2 and 5. Revelations 2 and 5. And let me say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because this is dropped in my spirit. Let me say this. When I'm giving these messages and I'm teaching this Bible study, what you all have to understand is sometimes it is my life lessons. Sometimes it is things that I'm going through that I'm dealing with. But this message is just not for me. This message is for everybody. This message is for anyone that is going through. This message is for anyone that needs to be encouraged. This message is for marriages. This message is for children. This message is for teenagers. This message is for the five-fold ministry. This message is for leaders. This message is for anyone who has a desire to change. This message is for anyone who has a desire to build God's house. This message is for anyone who has a desire to build your house. This message is for everybody. 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 But if you are in a but if you are in a mindset that you feel like you're fine and there's nothing wrong with you, then this message is not for you. If you feel like you're okay where you are, then this message is not for you. I mean, it's not for you. And I get that. If it's not for you, scroll on through. I get that. But don't hinder somebody else's growth. Don't hinder someone else's encouraging words. Don't hinder someone else from them getting to where they need to be. Because you feel like you're not there. They're not there either. But you don't know where they are unless they tell you. But even in that, people can lie about, people can lie and tell you where they are. People can lie and say, oh, I'm happy and they're sad. People can tell you they have so much joy, but they have no hope. People can tell you that they are living their best life and and and, and they won't tell you that they're about to lose their life. People lie. But you who have the Holy Spirit, 
you that 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 can that that knows you that can see through that let them receive it help them receive it help them to get it push them show them give them a hug shake their hand listen to them but for those of you who feel like hey good afternoon khadijah but for those who feel like you can do no wrong you're not going to get this message for those of you who won't accept responsibility you're not going to get this message for those of you who don't know how to hold yourself accountable you're not going to get this message for those of you who don't know or, or have the holy spirit you're not going to get this message for those of you who have the holy spirit and do know god but you can't change your ways you're not going to get this message you're just not those people that has a genuine spirit to hear truth and to want to grow and to learn how and learn how to be wise in their building they will get the message they will understand it they will walk in it and walk through it because god knows their heart and god knows what they need and if they have a spirit of humility they're going to receive the message they're going to receive the healing of the message they're going to receive the deliverance of the message they're not going to stay in their feelings. They're going to receive the correction of the message. They're going to receive the conviction of the message. And then they're going to start confessing, confessing to God concerning the message. Because they genuinely want to walk in the spirit and the truth of God. They genuinely want to worship him in spirit and in truth. They genuinely want to remain faithful. And no matter what they're dealing with, no matter what they're going through. So Revelations 2 and 5 tells us, remember, therefore, from whence you have, listen, Lord, I'm about to help somebody. Lord, have mercy, Jonathan. Oh, my God. Good afternoon, Jonathan. I'm about to hurt somebody. Revelations 2 and 5 says, remember where you have fallen. Remember where you have fallen. Listen, here's a question I'm going to ask. Do you remember your foul? There's a question. Do you remember your foul? Because if you don't remember your foul, you're not going to repent. Jesus said, remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen and repent and do the first works or else i will he, jesus said i will come unto you quickly and will remove your candlestick out of your place except you repent you don't want god to remove nothing from you so why is it so hard for you to repent why is it so hard for you to repent because you won't remember where you where you fail. Because you won't remember where you fail. That's why. Because you won't remember where you fail. And until you remember where you fail, you won't repent. And until you repent, if you Jesus is gonna come to you quickly. And he's going to remove the candlestick out of your place. 
Christ will remove any congregation or church from its place and destiny in his kingdom. If it does not repent of its declining love for and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. There's not an if, and, or but. Where well, there is a but. It is an if and an and. But it is an if. The if and a but. If and a but. If you remember, repent. But if you don't remember, you won't repent. And you need to remember where you fall, where you fell at. And then do your first works. Do your, what is your, what, what is, what is your first works? What is your first works? What is your first works? Is your first works ministry? Is your first works your marriage? Is your first works your job? Is your first works your house? Is your first works your children? Is your first works, what is your first works? Is your first works prophesying? Is your first works preaching and teaching? What is your first works? Because he's going to remove whatever from you until you repent. But you can't repent if you ain't remembering. Lord help us. All right. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Chapter four. Second Timothy. Chapter four. One through five. Timothy, listen. Paul is telling Timothy, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Paul told Timothy, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Verse 5 says, But watch thou in all things endure afflictions do the work of an evangelist so in revelations 2 and 5 if it says remember where you have fallen repent and do your first work so if your first work is the work of an evangelist then make full proof of your ministry after you repent so therefore what we have to understand is this right here some people throughout the history of the church have refused to love sound doctrine. Yet as the end draws near, the situation will grow worse. Yes, it will. They will not endure sound doctrine. Many will profess to be Christians, 
gather at churches, appear to revere God, rever God, but will not tolerate the original New Testament apostle of apostolic faith with its emphasis on the manifestation of the Holy Spirit's power and its call to holiness in the evil and perverse generation. If y'all cannot see right now how far this world is perverted and how hard, how much this world is evil, but y'all want to go out here and listen to false prophets, false teachers, false people being led astray because of your itching ears. You can read the Bible for yourself. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, but y'all don't want to read the Bible because it was written by man. Oh, okay. All right. Y'all don't want to read the Bible because it was written by man. But you'll read a manual how to put a carburetor together. You'll read a manual how to do an oil change. You'll read the manual how to fix a tire. You'll read a manual how to get your driver's license. You'll read a manual how to build a deck on your porch. You'll read a manual how to uh, uh, build something. But you can't read God's manual to live righteously. You won't read God's manual to learn how to treat people. You won't read God's manual so that you will know how to live within yourself because it was written by man. But um, this book was written by man, but we, we teach the resources from it. This book was written by man but we read it to know how to be better in counseling. This book was written by man, but we'll read it to get a better understanding of dying, death, and bereavement. <laughs> this book was written by man, but we'll read it to find out how the, the, the marriage bed is undefiled. So I, I'm confused. All of these resources that we have were done by man. So why did we kick so much about against the Bible? Because it was written by man. Because it talks about why? Because it talks about heaven and hell and you don't want to die. I don't want to die either. I, I want to go to heaven. I, I want to go to heaven. I do. I, I definitely want to go to heaven. But because I found the Lord, the Lord had already found me. The Lord had already found me. I just had to recognize that I was found by the Lord and I needed to find myself in the Lord. Y'all don't hear me. Listen. That's it. Second Peter one. Come on. That's it. While I'm, while I'm right there, let, let me let me let me go to it. Let, let me go to it while you while you brought that up. Let me go ahead. And let, let me let everybody else know. Let me let everybody else know what it means. Let me go ahead and help them out. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. Listen. Uh, what is that? 20 and 21. Listen. Knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation lord help us for the prophecy came not in old time but by the will of man but holy men of god spake as they were moved by the holy ghost and so for some of you that think that you don't need the holy ghost or the holy ghost is not real we sure speak about it a lot in the word but because we don't believe it, we're not going to receive it. Listen, no prophecy in scripture came about by the writer's own ideas or reasoning, 
but came from the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us, Jesus. What Peter affirms here about prophecy is also true about all scripture. Men of God spake and wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Believers must maintain a strong, uncompromising view of the Holy Scripture as inspired and given directly by God. There are several reasons for this. One, it is the only way to be true to what Jesus Christ, the apostles, and the Bible itself teach about Scripture. Lord, help us, Jesus. And two, without a strong view of Holy Scripture, the church has no true and sure foundation for its faith, no certainty of salvation, no moral absolutes, no message to preach without doubt, no sure expectancy for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the working of miracles and no hope for the imminent return of Christ. Three, without a strong view of Holy Scripture, Bible-believing Scripture, Bible-believing Christians have no absolute and objective truth based on the authority of God himself by which to judge and reject this ever-changing values of this world, human philosophies, and the culture's ungodly practices. For without a strong view of Holy Scripture, Christians will not be ready to withstand the extreme difficulties of the last days and five without a strong view of holy scripture the full authority and teaching of the bible are weakened the bible will subsequently be replaced by subjective religious experience or by independent and critical reasoning boom that is why all scripture is important and that is why it said in second timothy chapter 3 16 and 17. I, I got to give you this. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. I, I need y'all to get this. And it reads, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works you need the word of god the word of god is all scripture so that you will have the instructions but you need the holy spirit you need jesus christ's comforter you need it you need it to understand it lord help me jesus you need it to understand it and until y'all get it you you won't understand it and it's actually just fine it, it really is but we got to stop manipulating the scripture we got to stop manipulating the word of god we got to stop manipulating what it says and read it as it says read it as it's stated that's the thing that's the key that's the purpose how can you grow without it how can you know without it How can you know without it? Uh, 
How can you know without it? How can you know without it? How can you know? How can you know? I tell you. God is good and he is worthy to be praised. And I know that when the word of God is going forth, the devil don't want nobody to hear it. The devil don't want nobody to hear it. He, he doesn't. He doesn't want nobody to hear it. And I have been doing, listen, what y'all have to understand is I have been doing this for a very long time. I have. I have been doing this for a very long time. And this is what I do. This is this is what I do. Hold on, y'all. Cause there. Let's just see. Okay, there we go. It wouldn't it wouldn't kick in okay so i'm that's done that that is done at that i'm i'm done thank you I, i'm done god is god is good he is worthy to be praised and i'm excited about what god does in my life concerning concerning where we are and so many times we do get discouraged when we are bringing the word of God and we're bringing scripture and we're backing it up with scripture and we're showing you in word and it seems as though you're doing it alone, but it's fine because Paul had already told Timothy and then in this Bible, it already tells us today that people are not going to receive you. People are not going to accept you, that people are going to reject you. They rejected Jeremiah. They rejected Ezekiel. They rejected Isaiah. They rejected the prophets of old time because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to say what they wanted to say. They wanted to behave the way they wanted to behave. And just like Paul was telling T Timothy, people want to listen to things that, that excite them. They don't want to feel conviction. They don't want, they don't want correction. They want to be who they are. They want to do what they do. And that's fine. And this is what I had to learn when he called me to preach. This is what I had to learn when he called me to teach. And this is what I definitely had to learn when he called me to do marriage ministries. And I'm thinking, Lord, you must have really thought that I needed this challenge because baby, when I look at marriages today from Christians, and I see them as being pastors and apostles and bishops. Yeah, I'm looking at their title. Yeah, I'm looking at their status. Yeah, I'm looking at who they are in God. And then when I see them having affairs and when I see them lying and when I see them proper lying, when I see them teaching falsely, I'm just like, how can you consciously do that? And you do have a congregation. You are leading people. 
Like, how do you not, how does the word of God not prick your heart? How does the word of God not convict you where it can correct you so that you can confess? It, 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 it's crazy. But then God reminds me, God reminds me, they are deceiving themselves when they think that their prayers are being answered. They're deceiving themselves when they think that their congregation is learning and growing. They're deceiving themselves when they think that people are looking at them and congratulating them when they're talking about them instead. And they're in a place like me, like, how could you? Why would you? What's happening? Because the word of God says this, this, and this, but I get it. Everybody has their own personal relationship with the Lord. So it taught me not to be biased. It taught me not to be judgmental. It taught me not to assume. It taught me not to make accusations because I don't know the full story. I'm only looking at what I see. And that's how we base our judgments off of people. Lord, help me, Jesus. That's how we base our statements. That's how we base our gossip. That's how we base our information by what we see and not by what we know. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to help somebody today. How do I build God's house? Let me give you this. And I said it was, a, it was the last scripture, but I just realized, nope, it's one more. And it's first Corinthians. It's my last one. Now, I, this is my last one, but I need you all. To, to listen to this and I'm done let's let's if we could just walk through this last scripture I'm, I'm telling you I'm telling you it's over right here because this right here is going to show you why you cannot be treating people any kind of way this is why if you are in the five-fold ministry this is why if you say that you are God's people then you can't be walking in wickedness. You cannot be walking in wickedness. You cannot be walking in wickedness. You cannot be doing what the world does. You gotta do what the word says. But look at look at look at First Corinthians. Look at First Corinthians chapter six. Chapter six. And I and I, when I read this. I want you all to understand that God gave his only begotten son. He only had one son, but he gave him to us so that Jesus will come and show us as a human that we can make it through. No matter what our husband does, no matter what our wife does, no matter what our children does, no matter what our congregation does, no matter what people do, no matter what a stranger does, no matter what our boss does, no matter what anybody does, that we are able to take a stand when we have the scripture to hold us, when we have scripture to lead us, when we have scripture to guide us, when we have the Holy Spirit that will teach us how to worship and worship in truth. We will have the word's truth. If John 1, Lord Jesus, if John, if John 1 and 1, if John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, then the same was in the beginning 
with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from God whose name was John and that came from a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe so i have come today to sound the alarm that all men might be saved through me from god lord help me jesus lord help me jesus lord help me jesus come on it should grieve us and break our heart if we misuse god's word or our position of preventing people from entering the kingdom of god and in relationship with jesus and the father shame on us let us if we are not lining up with god repent and come back to god amen thank you jesus hallelujah first corinthians chapter six listen let me let me go back let me go let me go up let me go up let me go up okay i'm gonna have to go at 12. i'm at to read 12 through 20 but you but 19 and 20 is the key verse listen 12 first corinthians 6 and 12 says all things are lawful unto me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but i will not be brought under the power of any paul said i don't care what y'all got going on but i'm not gonna let y'all bring me to this place y'all not gonna pull me into a y'all listen i've had my experience with jesus on the road of damascus and i'm not gonna let any pull me into their power hear what i'm saying he said meats for the belly and the belly for the meats but god shall destroy both it and them now the body is not for fornication but for the lord and the lord for the body and god has both raised up the lord and will also raise us and raise up us by his own power 15 says know ye not that your bodies are the members of christ shall i then take the members of christ and make them the members of a harlot god forbid what know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two say he shall be one flesh 17 says but he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit so paul said flee fornication every sin that a man doeth is without the body but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body and and here's why what do you mean paul what are you saying there what know you not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost which is in you which you have of god and you are not your own and here it is 20 for you are bought with a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's the holy spirit that jesus sent and left as his comforter it still belongs to jesus and because it's in you it still belongs to god it's for you to use to do what to have it to teach you to have it to show you to have it to help you 
to have it to comfort you, to keep you from sinning, to keep you from uh, 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 um, being prideful, to keep you from fornication, to keep you from committing adultery, to keep you from committing idolatry, to keep you from being mean, to keep you from being rude, to keep you from being disobedient, to keep you out of evilness, to keep you out of wickedness. Because your body has been bought with a price. Your body belongs to the Lord. And his spirit is in your body. And he's not going to let you do it or handle it any kind of way. He's not going to keep sitting back, letting you have something that belongs to him. And you're destroying it. You're ruining it. You're mistreating it. You're mismanaging it. Listen. All things are lawful. This statement is clearly a quotation of an argument by Paul's opponents concerning their Christian freedom. They thought they had the freedom to do anything they wished. And Paul had to clearly teach them. However, there were things that were not permissible for believers. When you are a believer, you can't do what the world does. When you are a believer, you can't put stuff in your body that the world puts in their body. When you belong to God, you got to build God's house the way that he wants you to build it. You got to build God's house, not tear down God's house. The apostles warning against moral laxity shows the terrible consequences of sexual immorality for the believer when he joins his body to an immoral woman it causes him to become one with her to come under her domination to desecrate what the cross has made holy and to sever himself from the kingdom of god and sexual immorality people virtually remove themselves from union with Christ by making their bodies members of immoral and ungodly persons. Lord, help me, Jesus. Hello, Bishop Lee. What you all have to understand is this. You don't own your body. Your body belongs to God. And you, ma'am, you, sir, can't keep putting everything in your body and then you ma'am or you sir can't keep allowing all that sexual immorality to in uh, to penetrate inside of you men stop sticking it everywhere you want to it's gonna fall off women stop allowing every man to go up and unto you you're going to continue to be contaminated infected because of in or because of sexual immorality if that if you are married you should not be going outside of your house when you're building god's house you should not allow someone else's immorality infectious self bringing bacteria to your house y'all don't hear me Sexual immorality is particularly adherent to God more than any other sexual act. It desecrates the body, which is the temple of the spirit. Therefore, Paul gives the admonition to flee from sexual immorality. 
the use of the present tense here indicate that Christians must repeatedly flee sexual immorality by saying no to all ungodliness and say no to worldly passions and by living soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I asked earlier, are you building, are you a wise builder or are you a foolish builder? Jesus asked. He didn't really ask that. He was telling you when he said it in Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 29. In order to have a, a in order to build a solid foundation, you got to be a wise builder. And that's when I when I preach about the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, because outside of that, if you have a solid foundation, it doesn't matter who blow on you. Lord, help me, Jesus. It don't matter who blow on you. It don't matter who come near you. Nothing should cause nothing and no one should cause anything or something to knock down your walls. Well, Lord have mercy. Your walls belong to the Lord. Period. So what does that mean? Where the spirit is God's marks is, is upon you, that you belong to him because the spirit lives in you and you belong to God. Your body must never be defiled by any impurity or evil whether by immoral, immoral thoughts or desires or deeds or films or books or magazines or the internet. Rather, you must live in such a way as to honor and please God with your body. And I said it, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna continue to say it. When I look at people in leadership, it does bother me. If I see it on social media or I hear it through the grapevine, but I'm Lord knows I am praying because I'm just like, Lord, I, I know your word. I see your word. And then they're turning around, they're manipulating it. Pray. You ain't got to be biased. You ain't got to be judgmental. You ain't got to be partial. But if a question is ever asked, you be truthful and you let it be known. My Bible says this. But I get it. You have your own relationship with the Lord. Be great in that. But my Bible and what I'm reading says that I need to flee from adultery because I'm married. It also tells me to stay away from fornication because they're not married. Because what does that mean? I'm married, but if they're not married, I'm sleeping with them. I'm causing them to commit fornication and I'm committing adultery. But that's a study for another day. But study it for yourself know it for yourself thank you bishop lee so with all of that being said how are you building god's house your this is god's house it took 20 years before god spoke to solomon the second time in his in a dream but he gave the same word in second chronicles 7 11 through um 22. yeah but the key scripture was, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He said, then I'll heal their land. I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive them of their sin. 
But if you don't, he said, people will walk past your house. Listen, this, this catch it. He said, people will walk past your house and be like, oh, God, what's wrong with that? And it will be said, the Lord brought evil upon that house. The Lord did it because it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was nice. Listen, have you ever seen people in sin? I mean, listen, have y'all ever seen people who, and I'm being serious, so I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. I, I really need y'all to listen and 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 don't be don't be carnally minded. Be spiritually minded when I say this. Have you ever seen people who come to church for the first time or they hadn't been there in a long time and they're so dark? They look like death. They look like y'all know how we do. Oh my God, you going through? You all right? But when they start spending time with the Lord. And they start making changes and they begin to read and study and fast and pray and their lifestyle begin to change. Their skin begins to lighten up. Their personality begins to change. Their walk changes. Everything about them changes. I know y'all see those. I know y'all witnessed it because you're looking at one. You're looking at somebody that being, in, that being just that. Listen. Bishop and I went to um, uh, Pastor Merle's church two years ago. I never forget it. And I was in there, and I had my hair. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cute. I'm cute. I'm always cute. <laughs> but he walked past me, and then twice. And I'm not one of those that will bring somebody or make them. You know, I, I'm just not. Nah, I don't do all that. It's it's fine. I don't take stuff like that person. I used to. So let me just start out there. I used to, hey, hey, Andre, I used to, but listen, he came back around and said, Lady Holloway, when I walked past you, I thought you were someone else. He was like, you're, you're aging backwards every time that I see you. Every time I see you, you're looking younger and younger. And my response was, baby, it's nobody but the Lord. It is nobody but God. Because when I drink the water of life, <laughs> when I seek God's word, when I pray, I don't care what I'm what I got going on, I will not backslide again. I will not go back to that place. I will not be that person. I won't. I've made up in my mind that I've realized I'm not doing what the world is doing anymore. Yes, I will, I will sit with you, I will go to lunch with you, we will come, we can communicate. But I'm not doing what you're doing if you're doing wrong. I am. Not, I have. I have seen hell. <laughs> I have witnessed hell, and I almost went to hell. And I refuse to 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 experience any of that anymore. Just not. I now let people say what they want to say. I let them act the way they want to act. If they want to lie, I let them lie. But every now and again, I may come through and I make a post. And I'm like, okay, look at here. Listen, I ain't bothering y'all. Leave me alone. I, I, we, I, we ain't doing that today. We not doing that today. I, I ain't bothering you. If I'm bringing the word of God and you feel conviction, I ain't talking about you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, ma'am. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, sir. It is not me. 
It's the Holy Spirit that's in me. It's God who speaks through me. It's Jesus Christ who has given me grace and the power and the authority, the human power and the authority to bring word. To, and if it's an encouragement, I just read you what Timothy said. I mean, I just read you what Paul told Timothy. You got to continue to reprove. You got to continue to rebuke. You got to continue to have long suffering and continue to give sound doctrine, period. If God told Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jeremiah, these folks ain't going to hear you because they, they stiff-necked, they hard-headed, they rebellion, guess what? Those are the same type of people today. And people who don't want to change will kick against the prick. They'll kick against the word. They'll kick against the leader. They'll kick against the teacher. They will debate. They will, de they will debate. They will debate. And I just use this as an example concerning the Bible. It was, a, it was written by man. It's written by man. It's written by man. Man, 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 man. Get over it. So was your driver's manual. So was your crib. So was the bicycle that you put together for your child. So was the resources you used to do teachings. It was done by men. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was done by man. It was written by man. It was given by man, but through the Holy Spirit, but through God. He said, I will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. What does that mean? That means why the wise, why the man think he's being wise and he think it's been done by him. No, baby boy, no, baby girl. It was God. It was God. God gave you the resources. God gave you the wisdom. God gave you the thought. God showed you to you in a dream. God laid this thing out for you. God showed you what to do. God showed you what marijuana was used for. God showed you what cocaine, cocaine was used for. God showed you what alcohol was used for. But it was man who came and said, we're going to sell this and make money. It was man that said, we're going to take this cocaine and we're going to use it for ourselves. It was man that said, alcohol good for a little something. But we're going to become alcoholics and we're going to make this and we're going to know how to make it. And we're going to sell it all over the world. That is what I don't understand. It's still God. Because <laughs> he's the creator. He's the creator. And the reason why y'all find yourselves in these places, because you do not believe in God. And some of you do not believe in God anymore. You've lost your faith. You've lost your hope in divorce, in the loss of your child, in the loss of your parents. You've lost your hope. You're now in that place of, if God knew this was going to happen, why didn't he stop it? You now in this place of, Lord, help me, Jesus, why am I going in this direction? You're now in a place of, I'm tired of being hurt and I'm no longer going to serve God anymore. You're now like, I'm tired of being betrayed. I'm no longer going to serve God. I'm tired of being broke. I'm not going to listen to the word anymore. But you don't understand that long suffering is part of the fruit of the spirit. Nowhere in this Bible, it says he's going to give us what we want without stipulation or conditions. There's a condition. If I run the stop sign and I hit somebody, I've broken the law and I'm going to jail. So if God says, if you serve me, if you follow me, if you obey my commandments, 
if you obey my statutes, if you are faithful, if you are committed, you can, oh, Isaiah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah, I can, I can tell you, listen, I can read it to you better than I can tell you. Isaiah chapter one, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And I'm, I'm done. Somebody pulling on me because I'm trying to get off of this thing. But I am done right here. Listen, Isaiah chapter one, and I'm going to read 14 through 20. And I need y'all to hear this and hear this well. God, listen, Isaiah 14, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. 15 says, and when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yeah, when you make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. Did y'all hear that? When you are reaching out to God and your hands are full of blood, he's not hearing your prayers. He's not. 16 says, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Stop doing evil. Stop doing evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. 18 says, come now and let us reason together. saith the Lord through your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And here is 19 and 20. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Not me. I'm just the messenger. But don't shoot the messenger. I'm just trying to bring you a word. I'm just trying to let you know. Solomon had a covenant with the Lord. But he kept telling him, as long as you walk in my ways, he said it right here. And four, nine and four. If you will walk before me as David your father walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you and will keep my statutes and my judgments. He said, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom upon Israel forever. I'm blessed. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I am called and I am chosen. I am appointed and I am anointed. And there was a time that I wouldn't even say that because I'm trying to keep friends. I'm trying to compromise. I'm halfway in and halfway out. But when I made up in my mind that even in that, I still wasn't receiving the love. I still wasn't receiving the support. I still wasn't doing what was necessary. And God was like, because I told you, I've called you to do a work for me. I told you to feed the people. I told you, don't let their blood get caught on your hands. I told you, it's in word. But you still want to be loved. You still want to be liked. You still want to be supported by people that who's not going to support you, who's not going to like you, who's not going to love you. And you got to get to a place within yourself and to be okay with that. I care about you. I will support you. I'll put you in places where you need to be. And places that you want to be, that's not really where you want to be, but you just want to be in there. But I don't need you in that place. I need you over here doing this. Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, help me, Jesus. 
that's it so so what does that mean that means that i want to eat the fruit of the lamb fruit of the land <laughs> i want to be willing and obedient i want to be willing and obedient to eat the fruit of the land i don't want to rebel i don't want to refuse i don't want to reject I, i've been there i've done that it got me nowhere here it's got me in a place where has it gotten me it's got me to a place of peace it's got me to a place of comfort it's got me to a place of joy it's got me to a place of happiness and it's not saying that i don't have bad days it's not saying that i i just i don't i don't find myself being depressed sometimes it's not saying that but look at me look at the glory of god that's upon me look at my life some of you may think i have nothing but in god i have everything i have my life i have my health and i have my strength and that's more to me than anything or anyone because i do desire to make it to heaven and somebody said to me well what if you do on all that and then you get there and it finds it to be a lie well i would rather find out for it to be a lie then than to, to not do this and get there and find out it was true and i miss heaven i miss my eternal life so i don't play on my i don't play on my life i don't play on my life i've had my experiences with the lord on the road to damascus my initial sermon when i did my ministry was wanted dead or alive and it came from paul when saul when he was on the road on, to, on, on the road to damascus because i knew i knew i knew but i didn't know i i knew but i didn't know let me say this i knew but i didn't understood what i knew that that, that, that that's it right there i knew but i didn't understood what i knew it, it didn't make sense to me why because i wasn't raised in church i didn't know about jesus christ i didn't know about the holy spirit i didn't know about god the father i didn't know anything about church i didn't know any of that so to be put into this position to be put into a place to where everything about you is about to change and i'm just like what's happening with my life the lord knew that i was a puncher before i became a preacher because i'd rather settle things with my fist i'd rather settle things snatching you i'd rather settle things cussing you out handling it myself now I don't put my hands on anybody. I don't put my mouth on nobody. If I put my mouth on you, I'm speaking truth. Ain't no lie coming out of my mouth. Y'all just mad because I'm telling the truth. That that's what that is. Y'all 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 not mad because I, it's it's gossip or I'm but no. You're mad because I'm speaking the truth because I try to tell you to leave me alone and you wouldn't. So I had to come through with my words. But nine times out of ten, out of hundred percent, ninety percent, I'm in my word i'll use the word the word will heal me the word will direct me the word will help me and because some of you don't see me in this place and you continue to see me in my old place then you don't see the growth you don't see the new you, you don't see the the new attitude you don't see the new walk but it's still okay like literally it's still okay right lady lee that's the thing when we no longer my husband had to preach a few sundays back and he was talking about the tattoos that i had got on my hand and 
people were sipping out that I went on and got a tattoo and I listen my relationship with the Lord is solid <laughs> let me just go ahead and put that out there right now since 2006 my relationship with the Lord is solid when I was in the world I didn't allow what people said to me to to uproot me and I guess God knew when I got in with him I still wasn't gonna allow what people said to make me feel another way mm -mm. what I what I do is what I do and and that's what I said when God saved me he delivered me and when he delivered me he saved you and when I when I first said it to someone they was like I get it because I don't have to put my hands on you no more I ain't got to cuss you out I ain't got to push you down the flight of stairs anymore I ain't got to hit you with my car I ain't got to come to your house and snatch you by your whole throat I ain't got to do that no more that that's no longer me that's no longer who I am I can say today somebody told me the other day I can't forgot where we were at I forgot where we were at um yesterday I believe it was I can't remember but we were talking about age and I was like well I'm 54 years old I'll be 55 December the 24th and they were like what and I nobody but God it's been God who has cleansed me who has purified me who has cleaned me up who has blessed me who has kept me so I no longer smoke cigarettes I'm no longer an alcoholic. I no longer hang out at the clubs. I no longer do any of that. Listen, I, I, I serve God to the best of my ability. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. People are going to hate you just because. People are not going to like you just because. And yeah, there will be people who will hate you because of somebody else. That's immaturity that's immaturity it don't matter if you're a cousin it doesn't matter if you're a relative it doesn't matter if you're a friend if you hate me because of somebody else that's your immaturity that's your immaturity that's where you are that's not where i am because i'm gonna love you whether you believe i'm fake or not it don't i don't care like i just i just don't and it's not that i don't care in that sense i'm saying i don't care enough that i'm gonna allow what you do or you say to consume me to control me to have dominion over me so it doesn't take a genius for me to feel the spirit of discernment to say don't go over there because you know how that's going to be you know how that's going to go and i'll do a quick u-turn and i'll go on by my bed you never know i felt the holy spirit saying don't go and i don't go i had to learn how to listen to my spirit i had to learn how to build god's house through the holy spirit that he had given me so here in chapter nine even though solomon had all of these accomplishments they mean nothing without god they mean nothing if you don't follow his commandments they mean nothing if you don't follow his statues and walk in his ways they mean nothing they're just accomplishments but when you do it with god god will allow those gifts of your accomplishments to make room for you but you can't have evilness in your heart you can't walk in evil ways you can't exalt yourself uh adonijah lord jesus help me lord lord jesus help me lord help me 
So I'm done. I, this was a great lesson on today. Remember, no matter how many times your house gets hit, will you still remain faithful? Will you still remain committed? Your natural house, your physical house is going to get hit. It's going to get hit with the storms of life. It's going to get hit by your husband. It's going to get hit by your wife. It's going to be hit by your children. It's going to be hit. But what did Jeremiah say in 17? What did he say? What did, what did Jeremiah say in chapter 17? Did, did y'all remember that? What did Jeremiah say? Jeremiah said, you got to be. He said it in Jeremiah 17. He said it in uh seven jeremiah said in 17 uh, jeremiah 17 and 8 he said for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year lord have mercy in the year of drought neither shall see some yielding fruits you got to be like that tree that's planted by the waters no matter how hard the storm blows no matter how hard the wind blows no matter how hard trial come no matter how hard your children hit no matter what's going on in your marriage your roots got to be so grounded and rooted in jesus in that dirt like that tree that nothing and no one will cause you to be uprooted you may sway you may want to head and lean in that direction but 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 because you have the root and you build it your and you build a god's house on a solid foundation the holy spirit won't allow you to uproot your own roots. Lord, have mercy, help me, Jesus. That's it, Jonathan. Hey, um, Aunt Shirley. So you have to understand. You got to be rooted and grounded when you are building God's house. So no matter what blows hits you, no matter the scars you have, no matter the bruises you have, no matter the wealth you have, you're still standing. You're still standing because you're still growing. You're still growing because you're still moving. You're, no, it, he said, you're, the, when, when, and when your leaves should be green and orange and crumbly, he's like, nope, no matter what, your leaves will still be green. Why? Because you're still drinking the water of righteousness. You're still drinking the waters of life. You're still drinking the waters of Jesus. You're still thirsty for, for, for the water of Jesus. The water of life, the water of growth, the water of health, the water of safety, the, the water of peace and joy. Continue to allow your roots to be watered by the word of God, the scripture. Amen. Amen. So I thank you all for, man, standing this long with me. Who? Because it's been nobody but God. And the prayer that came through this morning 
for me that somebody called and was like, you want to be on this prayer call? And I was like, well, yes, praise the Lord, because Lord knows I need prayer. Lord knows I need prayer. But we can't change people. We, we can't. We can't change people. But we can change ourselves. We can change within ourselves. We can change our ways by walking in God's ways. We can change our attitudes by putting on the mind of Christ. Amen. And so others may not understand, and that's fine. Be okay with where you are and let God do the rest. Uh, Moses told the people, hold your peace and let the Lord fight for you. Hold your, and I say to you all on today, hold your peace and let the Lord fight for you. When you hold your peace, you hold your words, but don't hold it to let it grow in your heart. And I mean, hold it. I mean, you don't have to speak to it. You don't have to put your hands in it. You can take it to God in prayer and trust and leave it there. I promise you, I've seen him do it. I am a living witness. I am a living, my little scarf thing keeps falling. I am a living witness that God will do it for you if you trust him, if you believe in him, if you have faith in him. That's the key. It's just like he said in, 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 in Matthew. Sometimes, no, it was Luke 17. Sometimes it's not the faith, but it's forgiveness concerning your faith. Y'all didn't need to read that. I'm going to leave that right there. But I thank y'all. I've been to Bible study brunch at 12 noon. I'm Pastor Serena Holloway, Deliverance Ministries. Again, my question to you is how are you building God's house? Amen. If you want to get a better understanding, I mean, you can go back yesterday and watch part one. This, this is the ending of chapter nine. So, you know, be ready for Monday. I don't do it on Saturday and Sunday. I declare the works of the Lord Monday through Friday at 12 noon. But I do want to put this disclaimer out there. School is starting back um, for the kids in August. So, I, so come August, uh, well, actually, no, I'll still be here until at least September. So until September, um, September after Labor Day, my time changes to, to one o'clock. So I just want to put that out there. Right, uh, right after Labor Day, uh, my time changes from 12 to one. Amen. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you all for following me as I follow the Lord. Know that I'm still praying for you. Continue to pray for me. That God will continue to give me the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding of what I need concerning his word. I want to help you. I want to help you. Um, I don't mind giving my own testimony and being transparent of what God has done for me in my life. And I thank God even today for, you know, the things that I go through on a daily. But God is still good. And because God is still good, God is still faithful and he is still just. And I, and I thank God. And I don't just, just hang on his grace and his mercy. I truly Truly, 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 truly try my 100% best to stay in his will, to stay on the line. 
and not be swayed. Amen. Amen. So I love you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Brother Jonathan. Thank you so much. I love you all. Know that I love you. God loves you more. If it's God's will and the creek hadn't risen, I'll see you all on Monday at 12 o'clock. Have a blessed weekend. Make the best of it. Enjoy your family. Hear me. Enjoy your family. Spend time with your parents. Spend time with your children. Make the best out of your life. Be happy. Be happy. Make yourself happy. Choose to be happy. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. And again, thank you for tuning in. Tuning in to Bible Study Brunch 12 noon. Sounding the alarm. Can we talk about it live ministries? Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. And I love you. I do. I love you and know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen.